Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in. Hey everybody, it's Weekly Jump again, and uh, sorry for uh, missing all the time. Uh, If you're wondering what happened... (laughs) I <laughs> recorded an episode about this anime movie on Netflix called Blame. I recorded it once, then I destroyed the uh, the file by uh, kicking out the memory card by accident while editing. <laughs> and then I recorded it again, but I switched jobs recently and I had to mail back a computer. <laughs> And I forgot the the stupid SD card inside of the computer. So I was like, okay, so you're telling me that I've recorded <laughs> this twice and still not gotten it out because I'm an idiot <laughs> in two different ways. Cool. Thanks. Uh, turns out when you have small children and also you are working like 85 hours a week, uh, sometimes your brain does a farty thing where uh, it doesn't work correctly and uh, you do stupid shit. So I'm going to go ahead and just talk about blame real quick. Uh, let's let's just, uh, you know, although I do worry that you talking about it might cause some sort of magical corruption to this file yeah. and create a sort of unreleasable episode from here until perpetuity, but let's try it. Yeah, it is. It is one of the cursed objects anyways. Uh, so, uh, blame, <laughs> if you were wondering about it, uh, the original run of the manga, when it was put out, I, I can't, I couldn't tell if it was, uh, yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it's a manga. Um, but, uh, it ran from 1997 to 2003 there were 10 volumes of it um there were uh, six episodes that were put out for a net adaptation of it with one ova um and uh, then it was brought back for uh, a little while in 2004 um and then there was blame academy which is 2004 to 2008 um then another net adaptation in 2007 um and then finally uh another manga that was put out in uh 2008 which all culminated into a netflix original movie that came out in 2017 which i i think it's a netflix original movie in the way that netflix is like we're going to attach our name to it and that makes it an original thing that we put out right 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 um right but yeah that's how most of their original manga or uh, most of their original anime content is actually just licensed anime content that they I don't think have a hand in making mm-hmm. and they just put it in Netflix jail for a little while until, you know, they release it. Yeah. So this anime movie is going to throw you full cloth into this very huge and rich world of blame with no explanation of what is about to come at you. Um, and that being said, there is a shit ton of backstory that you need in order to understand what's happening in this movie. I did not know that that was coming at me. This was just a suggestion that came to me by a friend of mine who was just like, Hey, I know you hate CG inside of anime, but this is a good, ex- a, a good kind of it. 
Um, it reminds me of the Final Fantasy movie Advent Children. Um, if you've if you've ever seen that Final Fantasy movie, it's got that sort of animation style, except for it's more anime um, in the in this in the way that people's eyes look. Um, and it also has this really cool shading effect that they do um, for a, a lot of the the animation, which makes it feel a lot more interesting to me and it also feels like they spent a lot more money than a lot of the CG adaptations I've seen before where it feels like they just kind of threw blocky characters at it. The the mouth movement also matches the movement of the actual speakers a lot better, which does not happen a mm. lot of time with CG and it's one of the things that bothers me the most about CG. Um, they're the more I get in tune with watching people's mouth flap things that they do for doing voiceover work, um, the more when it doesn't happen correctly, I get more angry at it. So <laughs> I was happy to say that this, <laughs> this is better. Um, if you are interested in uh, post-apocalyptic cyber- cyberpunk, this is going to be exactly what you are looking for. Um, because it is not only, uh, full of good fight sequences with big giant robot monsters, um, but it, it, it also is going to have a character that is a, uh, cybernetic person and he fights with a gun that looks like a normal gun, except for when he fires it. And when he fires it, it's like a gigantic laser that has a cool sound effect with it. Um, it's it's really fun. It's really interesting to watch the people of the future also fight with guns that shoot out big, uh, big giant rails uh, that are shaped, I guess, like a spear, but not really. Um, it sort of reminds me of how they fight with the big spear gun things in um, a, a, in sword things inside of uh, Attack on Titan. Um, it's a little bit different than that, mm. obviously, but uh, it's, it's kind of like that as well. But the world that you're in is uh, not just in the future on Earth, but in the extreme distant future. Uh, there was some sort of uh, apocalyptic event that happened with this thing called the net zero gene. And this gene gives you the ability to control the AI that is on the planet that is doing giant robotic work. Um, And if you don't have a control of that, it turns out that they don't see you as humans anymore and they will just take you out. So the humans in the future are living inside of like these little shanty towns where they can uh, trying to find food where they can. And uh, was it like days of future past sort of Um, and putting on uh, these, these like, suits that make them look like they are robotic as well so that they won't get their faces seen and taken out by these big giant sentinels that are around it reminded me more of like the the matrix world than uh more of days of future past um because days of future past i feel like is kind of like midway through the world being taken down um and uh, this is this is so far in the future that humans basically can't even remember a time before 
Um, it, you know, their elders aren't even told of the past far enough back to remember anything of the world before okay. this. So this is just extreme, extreme, extreme future. Um, I would suggest okay. taking a look at this. Uh, I was very, uh, very much interested to read the manga afterwards because the world is so rich and interesting that I'm interested in that more. Um, I would not suggest watching this movie before getting more backstory because you will land where I landed, which was very confused and also a little sick of hearing them just talk exposition at nauseum. They they do it a lot, um, and they're giving you information that you you need to, in order to basically understand what's going on. Um, but I I also felt like you would get more out of that if you had read the manga beforehand. So, okay, so like it's fun, but it's confusing and a little frustrating if you don't already know the series. That is correct. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's my rating on it. Um, I talked about it more, but I refuse to talk about it anymore now. Uh, let's go into our screen time for this week. But first, uh, send us more jokes and memes because I want them and it will enter you into me giving you things. Anyways, um, let's talk about the screen time because I did not like it. Um, it is called Cautious Hero. The hero is overpowered but overly cautious. And uh, this was given to us by one of our suggestions on Discord. Um, uh, Toshin uh, suggested this. And I, I think the reason that I don't like it is because it is making fun of the hero gets transported to another world. And... I dislike the heroes transported to another world so much that I don't even like the version of it where they're making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is also one of those light novel adaptations. It's called Cautious Hero Colon. The hero is overpowered, but overly cautious, where they kind of lay it all out there in the title. And um, it, it is a... Uh, a light novel series that began online serialization in 2016. Um, so it's actually pretty new. It's got seven volumes as of December, 2019. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, and it looks like there was a manga adaptation since November of 18 and an anime series adaptation. Uh, one that we watched, which started or sorry, was um, from October to December of 19. So it's pretty recent. Uh, based on some pretty recent stuff. It is only 12 episodes and we watched three. Um, yeah, I I had a slightly more positive approach to this because I knew, uh, well, I I mean, I didn't pick this because of that. I picked it because I put it on Google Doc that I randomized. But uh, I know that you are sort of done with isekai, <laughs> which is unfortunate because there's a lot of isekai going on right now and there's a lot of isekai on our suggestions list. So, you know, I'm not going to be able to help get you out of that. But yeah, this is a very much, while I'm thinking about it, it almost makes me think of One Punch Man in that One Punch Man is lampooning shonen series while also kind of being one. Uh, and it flits between how much it's a parody and how much it's a sincere representation thereof, uh, you know, throughout the runtime of the show. So far through the... Um, through the first three episodes of the series, I would say that this 
is a bit more firmly entrenched in the parody of the series while also feeling not quite like a parody. It almost felt less like a parody of Isekai and more like a comedy isekai because it is so deeply isekai (laughs) and like it just is unambiguously isekai and that's very much intentional it is trying to do that so that it can poke fun at this Uh, and the, the main conceit is that the hero is so overly cautious about fucking up this as the like you know summoned from another world hero for this fantasy land that he is like overly training all the time. There's this bit that is actually something of a reveal that turns out that he learned a spell to conceal his power level first. So he's, he's always like training and ending up more powerful than like the goddess, you know, mentor character thinks he should be, but he's even more powerful than that because he's so overly cautious that he's been lying to her the whole time about how powerful he is because he's not sure he can trust her or not sure that the information that he might be able to trust her with is safe with her if she gets like kidnapped or mind controlled or whatever. So it's got a sort of fun concept and that's sort of where I fell down on it. Like for me, Isekai, Isekai is a sort of genre unto itself or a sub genre, if you will. Um, and you can get all kinds of things out of isekai and it is not a genre that I tend to reach for. I really like fantasy things, but there's something about fantasy anime that doesn't quite grab my attention in the same way. Um, and I think it is something to do with fantasy anime often feeling like they are just sort of going through the motions of fantasy stories while telling, you know, whatever story that they want to tell and just happening to have it in a fantasy setting versus something like uh, Akame Ga Kill, which is sort of kind of technically in a fantasy setting, but is not really about that. And so it doesn't really traffic in those tropes and it doesn't feel familiar. There is a familiarity with a lot of these fantasy isekai where you're like, you kind of get a little bit of a sense that if I've seen one, I've seen them all. And that is totally not true. And that is totally not fair, but there is that kind of vibe. And I think that that's sort of what Spencer is picking up on and a little bit of what I'm picking up on and people in general who are, not interested in or are tired of the oversaturation of the isekai genre have have a sense that like okay we're kind of a, a lot of the setup of these worlds is just the same as the setup for most of the other worlds that we've seen and and it's just getting to be a bit tiresome um for me i just haven't watched that many isekai i mean most of the isekai i've watched outside of like digimon which is technically an isekai if you think about it but uh other than that, I mean, most of the isekai I've watched have been for these weekly jump episodes. And, uh, you know, I've I've liked some of them. I've not liked some of them. But I have so far in just those little bursts picked up on that sameness, which, uh, again, is also a little unfair. I know like ReZero is one that we had this conversation about where like, yeah, it feels a lot like a lot of other isekai. But it has this hook that doesn't really get going until past the point where we watched it for our coverage. So I, I'm ch- I'm kind of hemming and hawing and going back and forth here because I understand that at the end of the day, the trappings of this show are trappings that tend not to interest me in anime. And in fact, can tend to be a sort of red flag that causes me to be less disinterested or uh, more cautious, if you will, when I'm going into a show about whether or not it's going to be good, more critical of what I'm seeing, that kind of thing. And uh, 
as such, uh, I was a little, I, I was expecting not to like this. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to, to the point where I was like, this is going to fall on the scale of, I wouldn't be upset to watch more of this if I had to, but I am not going to go looking to watch more of it on my own. Um, it also, it traffics in comedy. I thought some of the comedy was good, but as I've said a thousand times, a lot of anime comedy doesn't do it for me. Um, and most of the comedy in this just sort of breezed past me as a sort of uninteresting attempt at a joke. Uh, but some of the jokes actually made me laugh. Uh, I enjoyed some of these moments. I enjoyed some of these concepts, but it's just not playing in tropes that I'm particularly interested in living with for a long period of time. And so I'm not going to be watching more of this, but if you like Isekai, you're probably going to like this. If you know Isekai well enough to enjoy a takedown of it, you're probably going to like this. Um, I think that this is overall a pretty good show for the type of people who are into this kind of thing. And I'm just not one of them. Yeah. Um, also my, my friend Chris watched these episodes with me and felt basically the same way as me. So I've got a, a double endorsement here. Yeah. And the last thing that we're going to be covering this week is going to be our page flips. And this is called the right way to make jump. Um, and, uh, so interesting. Okay. So I'm going to say this and, uh, and just, just be aware. Um, I know that we give you a breakdown of what we like and don't like about, uh, different manga and different anime, but this is going to be one that before I tell you anything about it, I'm going to wholeheartedly suggest you read it if you like Shonen Jump. And Interesting. This is my opinion on it. Blake might disagree completely, but I fucking loved it so much that I'm like, read it. Okay. Read it first before I tell you anything about it. Um, so like uh, go read had- it and then come back and listen to what our thoughts are about it because um, it is so original and so weird. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, I had much more mixed feelings about it, but my feelings were more positive than negative by a by a noticeable margin. Like I'm going seventy percent positive, thirty percent negative at least. Uh, so yeah, I can endorse that. If you, if you are interested in this, go check it out. Yeah. So the, the premise of it is that this one guy, he's just like, okay, uh, I tried to make Shonen for a long time. I'm going to go ahead and sell out. I'm not going to do it anymore. I give up. And that at that moment, they're like, Hey, uh, I see that you've tried to make this thing. Uh, how about you come make it with us? And he's like, okay, I'm going to have to change a whole bunch of things about it. And they're like, no, don't worry about that. You just need to do that. And he was like, well, I have to support my family. And they're like, that's fine. We're going to pay you a bunch to do it. And he's just like, oh, God, now I have to make the shonen that I had to make. Yeah, this is it, it's so interesting because it's a it is an it is an autobiographical gag manga mm-hmm. that is also a documentary about how Shonen Jump is made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so weird. And like I going into this, I was like, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure that I want to read a manga about how manga is made, even though I am the kind of person who enjoys like I like storytelling. I like dissecting writing and the writing process. I like take, you know, breakdowns of of films and directors and and that's my kind of thing. Like how jump is made is interesting to me, but a manga about it, I was like, what 
like, is this just going to be like panels with pictures? That's just sort of like a boring like textbook. And it's not, it is a story about a guy who has no confidence in himself being railroaded into making a documentary manga. And so it becomes this like interesting story about a guy who like gave up on his dreams and then had his dreams come knocking on his door and then he doesn't want to do it. But his wife is so proud of him and it's like, you should definitely do it. And his like the Shonen Jump boss is like, you have to do it. I am a, you know, I am a type A person and I'm going to get you to do it because I think about you as the guy who's going to do it for me. And he he's just like he's caught in like indecision and then it has these like trappings of gag manga which i like actually really despise the trappings of gag manga where like a vaguely silly thing happens on screen and one of the characters turns to the camera and makes a silly face and comments on how ridiculous that thing is like that's a type of comedy that gets old real quick but because it is couched in this guy's like a deep-seated inner life and particularly in his insecurities about everything that's happening it becomes this like meta rumination on the like creative process of a person who lacks self-confidence while also telling you interesting factoids about how shonen jump is made yeah it's and, like it's amazing to me i i thought it the was artwork ultra great yeah. meta humor and also at the same time the the amount of lampooning that they do of different things that happen in shonen and also different an like animation things that have happened in creating you know comic books in general it's just it, it's just an amazing amazing write on it um and i i was left walking away being like i would watch a million episodes of this. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I think it's, you know, it's funny. Cause I'm talking about, it, I'm like, it has all these trappings of comedy, anime and manga and gag anime and manga that I don't like, but it actually subverts a lot of those, or maybe, you know what? It's not even subverting them. It's just the, the core sort of like framing device of the series creates a different approach to those things that doesn't rub me the wrong way that those things usually do mm -hmm. but because it feels like them i have a hard time like diving into it a hundred percent but you know what it's really short chapters it's a really easy read it's weirdly delightful and like the protagonist is super relatable and i don't know i guess i like it more than i even thought i did and i already thought i liked it yeah it's not for everybody, for sure. Yeah, but it's pretty good. Yeah, and that's uh, that's our that's our show for the week. Uh, sorry for missing those two weeks, uh, but stick with us after these credits, and we'll give you another important life lesson. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level thirteen sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. 
or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash getjumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on comic book keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. We'll see you next week, and until then... Hey, Blake, uh, what we need to do huh? is we need to uh, go ahead and, uh, on your schedule, mark down that you need to take about six hours of your time in order for us to make a documentary podcast about how we're making an anime podcast for people. Um, it's it's not going to take too much of your time. It's just going to take almost okay. all of your time. Um, and uh, oh. we just we just need you to lock in uh, for that. Um, and uh, real quick, uh, we're, we're just also going to do a, a breakdown of mm-hmm. other anime podcasts uh, while we're doing oh. this one. Um, and so if you right. can just uh, give me a little bit more of your time uh, mm-hmm. to to break down and uh, how, how, how does well, that sound? It's- uh, maybe. Oh, and you have to turn your head into a big rice cake. Oh, why, well, man? <laughs>